You want to find your tribe of raving fans. And that's just what we're here to help you do. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with 360 Media, where we help entrepreneurs build better businesses by not only sharing insights and candid conversations, but by nurturing our minds as well. Get ready to explore, plan, and showcase your business, because here we go. Here's your host, Chief Strategist of 360 Media and Educator at TacticalProgram.com, Justin Lamb. Hey there, podcast fans. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Digging Deep, where I help business owners build better businesses. And in today's world, especially in big, expensive cities like Vancouver, I see more and more people starting to side hustle. Now, I thought today I would talk a little bit about side hustles and when or whether you should turn it into a main hustle. Uh, and, you know, I love side hustles. I mean, I started 360 as sort of a side hustle. Um, and it obviously it grew into what it was to, you know, what it is today. Um, and, you know, tactical, the tactical program is much the same. You know, it started off as a side hustle as a what's next, what am I going to do next? Um, how am I going to, you know, find the next evolution in my business? Um, and so, you know, side hustles are great additions to income and creativity. You know, it can help offset so many expenses and it can really create some fulfillment for you. And now many small businesses start off here, you know, because they're testing the water and tactical was no different. And, you know, 360 was no different, you know, so I personally think it's great, uh, but I do want to make you aware of, you know, a few caveats. And so, you know, I think I'll start off with, you know, that side hustles really eat into your personal time outside of work, um, outside with family and friends, you know, your side hustle really starts to uh, intrude onto your personal time. And you know, I've done side hustles, both as a single person, as well as, um, you know, with a family. And, you know, I can share with you that it is really easy to neglect people because you have the blinders on and you're super focused. Um, and it's because you're addicted to the new shiny object and it's exciting. And just like a new relationship, you know, you're really juiced and you're really passionate about it but you do really have to be aware and remember that it is really easy to neglect people without even noticing that it happens so much like when i coach clients i typically suggest that you're going to should chunk your time you know chunk your time up uh, appropriately and make sure that you schedule in the time with family and friends just so that you make sure that you have some sort of balance to it. Because the last thing you want is that at the end of the side hustle, whether it was successful or not, that you look back and you see this carnage of people that you neglected along the way, lost friendships, lost relationships, you know, all of these things, um, you know, and that, that can be really detrimental to your own psychology as well as, you know, the long-term ramifications of, you know, having lost all these people in your life that you once held dear. So really do be aware of that. I think that is one thing that um, I was definitely blind to in the beginning and I really did focus, um, you know, and because my focus was so, so hard, um, you know, I was able to bring, you know, 360 to a, a place where, you know, it was successful. Um, and, you know, but if I look back at it, you know, I did sacrifice a lot. I, I mean, I sacrificed a lot of, 
going out with friends, um, hanging out with family. Um, you know, I lost lots of weekends uh, and, you know, like day in and day out, you just, you didn't even get time for yourself. Um, and so that's something that I think, you know, in retrospect, I could really do share with you, um, you know, chunking time would have been really great if I'd learned that early on. Uh, the other point I wanted to make out was that, you know, some people start off their side hustle as a hobby, something that you really like to do. Uh, maybe it was jewelry making, uh, photography, making videos, you know, and, and it's really common to turn your hobby into a side hustle. And, and this is probably especially so with creatives because, you know, we're thinking with it and somebody's interested in it. Uh, and so they ask if they can buy our talents and, you know, that boost of confidence that somebody sees value in your work is really great. And, you know, a lot of people then go, well, you know, maybe I want more of this and, you know, it snowballs and snowballs and eventually, you know, it becomes a full on side hustle. Now, I want to share with you a story. About a month ago, I had an industry colleague uh, reach out to me and ask if I would speak to their client about turning their hobby of photography into a main hustle. And I have no qualms with the person wanting to turn their hobby into a business. I, I mean, like I said, um, photography was one of those things that uh, fell into my lap as a hobby, uh, and I ultimately turned it into a business. So it, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's great and it's it's boosting in confidence and, you know, with that, you'll grow uh, in certain ways. But there are some considerations um, before you decide to turn your hobby into a money-making venture. And so when my friend reached out to me to talk to this person, you know, some of the things that I suggested that this person look at was that um, most creatives, when they turn their side hustle or, or hobby into a side hustle, um, they start to lose the passion for it because now it's work. Uh, and a hobby is really a creative outlet. It's a way for you to get away, to get into the clouds, into your own space. And for those people who've watched Soul, you kind of know what I mean. Like you get into your own headspace, you're in your zone, right? And you're doing things that you love, um, you know, whether it's photography, being in nature, walking around, whether you're creating jewelry or, you know, you're making pottery, glassware, you know, um, model kits, model arts. Um, you know, so there's a high chance that when you start to take it, you know, to a level of a side hustle where people are paying you to do things, uh, you start to lose the love and the passion behind that. Um, and it's because it becomes work and no longer a creative outlet. You know, humans are funny that way. I mean, yes, it's great. We monetize on it. But again, the thing that, you know, brought us joy and happiness now brings us loathing and fear. Now, that's not for everybody, of course. Um, you know, there are people who will genuinely love it all the way to the day they die. But you also have to remember in business, especially if you're dealing with people at scale, um, you will always have people who will boost you, make you feel like everything was amazing and completely worth it. And then there are the tiny few that shove you into the ground and make you feel like crap. Um, and so, you know, when that happens, you all of a sudden don't have that joy where you question the joy and the skills that you have. So, you know, there's something to be cognizant about, um, you know, when you're deciding on whether or not to change, you know, a hobby into a side hustle in the first place. So, you know, one of the things that I shared with this individual is like, 
if you like taking pictures and you like taking pictures of your son or daughter, uh, it might be because you just, it's because you're recording your own family and friends, but how would it make you feel that if you had to go out and do that for other people um, and, you know, they may or may not like the photos and they, you know, may not uh, appreciate what you do or, you know, are you willing to, you know, kind of trudge through the frustration of finding your first few clients uh, and then, of course, building a business? Would that take the joy away from you taking pictures of your family later? And, you know, she thought long and hard about it and she realized that, you know, the things that she loved, she loved the praise. She loved that when people say, oh my God, that's a beautiful image of your son, your daughter, or on that trip that you took to, you know, whether Hawaii or Japan. But she realized that if she had to do it for work, she would likely lose the love and passion for it. And that, you know, if she were to take money for it and now be on the hook to, to perform, you know, uh, at will, she might not be able to do so, you know? So that's a really big consideration. You know, if it's bringing you joy and it's your creative outlet in uh, a busy enough lifetime, uh, maybe we want to just keep that there. And there's, there's this weird thing on social media where everybody seems like they're turning their, their passions and, and hobbies into side hustles. And, you know, the honest truth is, is you shouldn't, if you don't want it to happen, you know, you should have your own right to, you know, pick up a hobby and have it stay a hobby. And that if you're doing a favor for somebody to get a picture for them at their, you know, wedding or where, you know, maybe their family portrait, you know, keep it small. Don't invest yourself and make it a business. Don't take away the thing that you love so much for the sake of a little bit of money in your pocket. If it really gives you that time and space, right? I mean, I mean, if your hobby is golf, I mean, you might not turn your your hobby of golf into a professional career, but from a creative standpoint, you know, a lot of people like to make necklaces or they make like little little cute mugs or earrings, and and that might be their hobby. And yeah, you can sell a few of them, especially if you want to clear out and make a little extra money so that you can pay for more supplies. But maybe it's not something that you want to dedicate your entire life to, and all of a sudden be on a hook to do this day in and day out and remove the thing that made you love it so much, right? Um, so that was one thing that I, I mentioned to her. And, you know, I think that allowed her to really process that, you know, just because she loved it doesn't mean that she had to make money from it, okay? Uh, and so just remember that business is not all roses and that the thorns can really put a damper in the things that you love most. So, you know, if it's a hobby and you find joy in it, um, you know, ask yourself the question on whether or not you want to do this uh, perpetually and for, you know, money and of course be able to perform uh, when that money comes in the door uh, and perform on command, so to speak. You know, it's what ultimately there's no right or wrong. It's what fits your life. Sometimes maybe you want to try it for a little bit uh, and, and then you might realize that that's not for you. You don't have to um, swallow your pride and continue on. If you don't enjoy it, you know, you can, uh, you can say, you know, you know what? I tried it, didn't like it. It's going to stay a hobby and that's totally okay. So, you know, don't worry about people judging you if you're stepping back and, you know, you're not taking any clients anymore because you realize that this is not, it's not for you. Um, do what fulfills you because life is short. Uh, and, and I can only really share with you that, 
if you let money and fame cloud, you know, what really fulfills you, uh, you're going to find misery and, you know, resentment. And that's not something that you really need in your life. I mean, there's a lot of stuff already that, you know, as adults, we have to deal with, um, you know, turning something that you love because it's fun and it's an escape for you into something that becomes uh, a ball and chain to you. That's not worth it. So hopefully that, uh, that, that helps anybody who is out there uh, who is contemplating on whether to turn their, their hobby or their passion into uh, some sort of um, uh, side hustle. Now, if you do decide to put um, your side hustle and, and decide to push into it and, you're in, and you may kind of wonder, you know, at what point is a good time to jump from a side hustle to a main one? And now everybody's different. And so I'm going to give you some blanket advice. And, you know, if you're looking to have somebody to kind of help you work through that on a more personal level, I do have one-on-one coaching um, and you can book in a single session if you have just questions that you want answered. And that's totally okay Um, because everybody is different. I'm going to cover a few questions that you should ask yourself and maybe that can kind of help you set you on the path of finding the answer that's right for you. Now, uh, the first question I would ask is, you know, do you have enough saved uh, in your bank account to weather a few rough months? Um, because uh, as great as it seems in the beginning when people are loving your work, uh, it takes time for you to build a stable clientele. It takes time for you to get your work out there and to, of course, find your stride and to bring in enough revenue. Uh, sometimes people really underprice themselves to develop a portfolio. So, you know, and of course, there's expenses. So, you know, you got to make sure that you have enough banked away because the last thing you want is to be sorry to find success, but you're not generating enough revenue. And then, you know, the bills are coming in and you can't uh, stay above water and staying above water is so, so important. Um, you know, more recently, I, I, I read on Facebook, uh, another industry colleague of mine uh, finally getting out of a huge debt load, um, you know, over the last 15 years. And it's so easy to rack that up. Uh, and and the misconception is, oh, I'm going to bring enough revenue in, so I'm just going to keep buying. Um, but, you know, you got to pay interest and life happens. And there's lots of life that's going to happen um, between now and the day that you die. So you're going to make sure that you have enough to weather uh, a few, few rough months at least, um, you know, before you decide to take your side hustle into a main hustle. Now, the other thing is... Um, you know, do you already have a consistent stream of buyers that are going to get you through that transition? Because, you know, when you go from, you know, today that you're not, uh, you know, a full-time hustle to all of a sudden a full-time hustle, you know, you went from maybe what, 15, maybe 20 hours a week, you know, working, you know, at night to all of a sudden now you have 40 hours a week and no other income stream. That's really scary for people because all of a sudden you went from a steady paycheck to like zero or like to whatever you were making in the side hustle. Uh, And so there's a transition period of a few months that you're going to need to, you know, one, to push harder on your marketing, to get up there and do those things, um, to draw in revenue. Do you have a consistent stream of buyers currently that's at least going to give you enough to pay the basic bills um, and just kind of make sure that you get through as you build the awareness and the clientele that you wanting to, to draw into your business. The other question I would ask uh, myself is who is depending on you? You know, what do they need from you? Now, not everybody needs, um, you know, 
your time. Maybe you have older children who are really starting to, you know, branch out on their own, uh, find their own friends, find their own stride. And now you have time, you know, they, they don't need to depend on you for your time. And so maybe, you know, now you can allocate that time. Maybe you're single and, or just dating and, you know, you're able to manage just the dating aspect of it and family and friends, but your, your side hustle is going to, uh, you know, is doing well and now you can bring it to a main hustle you don't have a lot of dependence you don't have a lot of financial burden you know that's okay but if you have young children right um, or if you have a family that is depending on your income to stay fed and to stay housed you have to be careful about wanting to take your side hustle to a main hustle like you need to make sure that your proof of concept and that your 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 revenue streams are going to be able to help bridge that gap, at least at its very bare minimum. If you scale back and took out all the luxuries that you can still provide for your family uh, and for the people that need you. If you have elderly parents that you're taking care of, remember as much as we think that business is going to free up time, it, it allows us flexibility in time. So don't be, don't be fooled that it gives you more time. You're actually going to spend more time in your main hustle, but it gives you flexibility in time to move things around and shift according to your schedule. But what you shift now, you got to make up later. So, you know, don't be fooled about that. If you're, if you're people around you need your time uh, or need your financial resources, uh, you do have to make a decision um, on, you know, what you're needing to, to satisfy for them to make sure that you're not dragging other people through the mud because of your uh, greed or your blindness to see that, you know, um, your, your business is going to make it or not. Right. So, you know, just make sure that you're considering that who is depending on you. Now, the other, the next one is, is, you know, while there is never a perfect condition to jump into it, uh, you really want to try and take your time with things. Now, especially moving products. Now, if you're looking to get into Facebook, uh, into Amazon, um, uh, delivery, if you're looking to, you know, do drop shipping, uh, you know, sometimes you're holding product, right? Um, and sometimes, you know, you're, you're just doing, you know, a drop shipping where, you know, you're picking a product from say Alibaba, uh, and then turning it around, putting it on Facebook, uh, uh, Facebook or, or Amazon. And that's okay. But, you know, remember that if you are bringing in specific products that, you know, sometimes things are trending and you got to make sure that you're going to catch it on the trend. Otherwise you're going to be stuck with a lot of stock. Um, you know, really uh, a lot of people feel like they, they're getting a better deal because they're buying the higher quantity, but when they buy the higher quantity uh, and they're not selling, guess who's stuck with it. Right. And so now you're going to have to have a fire sale and just kind of get rid of as much of that stuff. So you can liquefy those assets to buy a new product. Um, so it's a very dangerous slope, right? Same with, um, you know, whether it is uh, camera equipment, like I could tell you that when I had 360 or when I have 360, I mean, still operating, but uh, with 360, um, I entered in uh, with film and I watched the digital revolution happen. And the money suck that came out of that sucker when I went from film to the first few generations of digital uh uh, photography all the way into video going from, you know, mini disc. I didn't get to VHS. I, I was, I started later, but mini discs uh, and ta small tapes into, you know, now Blu-ray, DVD, C CD, or yeah, CDs, um, 
you know, all the way to where we're at USB and now just digital files, you know, that's a lot of money I sunk into the infrastructure of that business uh, to keep up with the revolution or the evolution of, of digital technology. And, you know, I still had a lot of stuff that sits downstairs in the, uh, in the storage uh, space because, you know, I bought it in quantity because I thought it was cheap and, you know, CDs and Blu-rays were one of those things that, you know, they're, they're near obsolete. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm stuck with a bunch of that stuff. Can I get rid of it? Not really. Um, and so, you know, just be careful. Watch out for trends. At, watch on the horizon line. So, you know, if you if you are going to jump from your side hustle to main hustle, you know, have a little bit of foresight. Do a little bit more uh, research. Um, you know, go through a SWOT. Uh, understand, you know, where things are happening and, and what to look for uh, coming up in the industry that you're in. Okay. So the next one is... Do you have the stomach for the highs and lows? Not everybody is designed or ready to be an entrepreneur because an entrepreneur deals with a lot of emotional highs and low. Um, and if you are easily sucked into the highs and low, it can be so emotionally draining for an individual. Um, you know, not, not to say that you won't be successful, but it is so taxing on your body. Now, I happen to not really be a highly emotional individual and pretty even keeled for the most part. Um, and so I've been able to stomach the highs and the lows and take, you know, everything, you know, the school of hard knocks, the way, you know, it's been brought to me. And, you know, I've seen other people who are super high and low and they, they burn out, um, you know, because it's, it's so volatile. And so, you just want to make sure that, you know, you have the stomach for it. And if not, you know, sometimes maybe finding a partner, uh, finding somebody to, to help you along or to be uh, an accountability partner, somebody to help support you through that transition, whether it's your spouse or a, an actual physical business partner or your bestie who is going to be there to listen and to help you sort through those things, finding a coach like myself to kind of help you through and keep yourself even keeled, right? Because, like business is really like the stock market. It fluctuates all the time, high like a kite, low like the dirt. Uh, and if you're not great with handling those swings, a partner, uh, an accountability partner, a coach is really, really valuable to help you stay focused, not make stupid decisions. Much like a financial planner uh, helps a person not make stupid decisions about selling everything low and buying everything high. Um, it's, it's, trying to handle and help you regulate those emotions so that you can make better decisions, right? Um, the next thing to consider is, do you have pension or benefits that may be needed later? Um, you know, are you reliant on that? Because, you know, if you're later in life and you're wanting to take your side hustle to a main hustle, uh, you are you forfeiting your, your guaranteed revenue stream? Is it worth it? Um, you know, is it worth doing that? Are you, are you able to build your side hustle in a way that maybe you could stay in your main business or main work so that you can maintain the benefits and then build the business outside of that in a, in a way that, you know, you can manage it and have other people in play to really uh, hold the fort, so to speak, and, and have the business run. Because, well, I can't say that, you know, you, you, if you shackle yourself to a job and you hate it, 
uh, and you're just doing it for the benefits. I, I wouldn't say that that's the right answer always, but um, you you really do have to understand, you know, what you're giving up if you're going to make a full transition uh, from a side hustle to a main hustle. So, you know, take into consideration whether that pension is really going to be needed because as a business owner, um, you know, you're going to be flushing out a lot of resources uh, out of your own pockets to first kind of fund yourself to kind of get yourself up and running. Um, and, and some people forget to start paying yourself again, um, you know, start banking that money so that you have, you know, room for a rainy day. Uh, and of course your retirement, because, you know, as much as we'd probably like to work all of our lives, uh, if you're a passionate business owner, um, you know, there comes a time where you have to hang up the gloves. And, and if that's the case, you know, do you have what you need to, you know, finish the race, so to speak, or finish the journey um, all the way to the day you pass on? Um, so you just have to make sure that you weigh out those things. Um, you know, obviously with every business, there's risk and reward, you know, sacrificing your main hustle, uh, your, your main job into a main hustle um, can be beautiful, can flourish, and it can give you everything that you really want to. But you know, the odds are, you know, statistically speaking, the odds aren't in our favor, right? You know, 95% of businesses don't make it past 10 years. Um, and, and that's huge. So, you know, you, you just have to be careful with that. And, and those people who do make it, uh, you know, past that 10 years, not all of them are profitable. So you just have to make sure that you are realistic with yourself and making sure that you are protecting yourself, not only for the short term, but for the long term and to, you know, um, to to not throttle yourself and not want to shoot for the stars but also make sure that you have a steady stable plan that's going to also uh be the risk mitigation in case things do go south and that you're not going to be left out on the streets okay uh and the last thing that i think you know uh, i would suggest that maybe you ask yourself is that uh, if your side hustle is currently doing well and that you are stable look at making sure that it fulfills you, that it juices you, that makes you excited to show up every single day. Um, you know, money is great, but look to see if the side hustle juices you or if it feels like a chore. And if you're juiced and growing, keep it, go for it. Jump whole hog, assuming that you satisfied the other questions uh, above um, and make the jump. But if you're finding that it, feels like a chore, a burden, uh, that you're not juiced as it was when you first started. And But the money is good. You may want to look at whether or not that fits in what you want in your life. You know, if it's going to be a vehicle for other things, great. Um, you know, maybe you want to sell it later on. That's fine too. Um, but just like make sure that, you know, I'm a big proponent of being fulfilled along this journey because it's so easy to be not fulfilled, uh, but achieving high levels of success. And I found that it's really hollow at that juncture uh, where you're achieving a lot of stuff, but the, you're not really fulfilled. Um, there's a hollowness, there's an emptiness, and then you start to fill it with toxic things. You know, you start to buy things that you don't really want. You try to try to impress people that you don't really care about. Um, you start to, to um, you know, let yourself go. Um, you start to pick up toxic behaviors um, as a outlet and escape. So, you know, I've seen it, I've experienced it. Um, and, and so my recommendation is, is take a look and see if it juices you, if it makes you feel fulfilled on the inside. And if it does, that is a great indication that, yeah, go ahead, jump whole hog. Um, but if it isn't, you know, take a second look, 
take a second look to see where it's going to fit in the picture, how you can, you know, have it part of your life, um, you know, or whether you need to let it go or, you know, how you need to build around it so that it doesn't eat into your life and make you miserable in its entirety. So, you know, with that, I just want to leave you with a, a thought that, you know, turning your side hustle into a main hustle is not always quick uh, and easy decision, right? Some people completely know, like, I'm going to just do it and I'll deal with whatever happens. That's great. Um, you know, especially when you're young and you have time, um, on your side and you don't have a lot of things to burden you and to put on your shoulder and to take with you. Um, but a business is an infinite game. Okay. Uh, Simon Sinek says it uh, more eloquently, but you know, business doesn't end. Uh, you, you play until either you run out of resources, run out of time or new players come in and they wipe you out. Um, you know, so take your time, you know, to make a solid decision, you know, don't, don't necessarily have to procrastinate to make the decision, but you know, take your time to do your due diligence, make a solid decision, then go and enjoy. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. You know, please share with me on Instagram what was it that you liked um, and what you want to learn more of so I can build better content for you guys. Um, you can reach out to me. My Instagram handle is at tactical program. Uh, you'll see it in the description below. And, um, you know, until next time, I'll see you next week and be conscious, deliver excellence. We want to thank you for listening to the Digging Deep podcast with 360 Media. Your time is valuable and we're deeply humbled that you are spending this time with us. We'd love to connect with you. Find us on Instagram at 360photo and at Tactical Titans. You can also email us. We want to make this channel great, something you enjoy and find tons of value in. Send us your insights to info at 360photo.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us reach more listeners. As always, tune in next week as we dig deeper into business and marketing.